Hi, I'm Taylor Ray. And who the fuck are you? Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck are you? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Kevin Alvis, and welcome back to another episode of Who the Fuck Are You? Oh man, I hope everybody's getting their shots out there, get vaccinated so we can get back to hugging and loving all our friends. I'm fully vaxxed. I'm going to see some friends this weekend. It's been over a year, and I'm so excited. Mm-mm-mm. I'm also super excited because now... Who the Fuck Are You has its own social media pages. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find us under Who the F Are You, because, you know, Facebook. And on Instagram at W-T-F-R-U-P-O-D. That's Who the Fuck Are You Pod. W-T-F-R-U-P-O-D. Yeah. Come find us. Come follow us. Why did we do this? Why did all of a sudden we have separate pages different from Big Talk Podcast? That's because Big Talk Podcast has got some more stuff coming for you. And we got to make sure that we keep them separated. Uh, uh, uh. Come out and play. Yeah, trashy, old. I'm so sorry. My guest today is one of my favorites. Not only is she one of the most talented actors in Chicago, but she's also an amazing baker. You might remember her company Tailored and Crafted from a few months ago when she was selling cookies around Christmas. Well, she's moved on from baking and she's now started her own cooking blog, which breaks down the science behind her baking. Please welcome to the show, Taylor Ray. Oh, you are connecting. Oh, can you hear me now? There you are. Ah. I hate Zoom so much. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Zoom has been the biggest life saver slash pain in the ass this entire whole year. It's terrible. It's awful. And I don't understand why it's so hard to remember certain things. And also, too, like, I think you were just having issues with your computer. Like, I don't want to deal with Zoom right now, where mine will randomly do that sometimes, too. And randomly, like, I don't set it up to do that. All of a sudden, it's just like, yeah, I don't want to fuck with Zoom anymore. And you're like, well, I need you, computer, to do that. (laughs) But we talked about this five minutes ago. Wait. I programmed you, and I'm the person who's in control here. I'm, I'm the person. You're a computer. No, no, no. I'm the human. I'm the human. <laughs> I'm the smart one. No, you're not. I'm a computer. I'm much smarter. Yeah, the computers are smarter. For much smarter. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Good. It is. I'm good today. How are you? I, 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 uh, I am good today, and oddly, so far this week has been not so bad. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most we can ask for right that now. That is, and I mean, I know we're kind of at the light at the end of the tunnel phase of this whole thing, but at the same yeah. time, still, it's, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, so close, but so many people are still fucking it all up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I'm glad you're having a great day today. That's always a plus or, or a good day or you're doing good well day. today, I should say. I don't know yeah. about good day, but feeling as I, as I was saying the other day, I, I feel together, like for a change, like I feel a little bit together. Yeah. I, I mean, feel- for me, it's just like, I put a bra on today. So <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been asking everyone when we start off, how has your year been? How's your COVID been? But that's getting a little depressing. So I've changed over into starting off everything with give me, if you are this type of person, give me your top 
three favorite shows you binged over the past year? What's what's your top three? Okay, so they're generally food related. Okay, which we're going to get. Well, can't wait to talk about that. Because <laughs> I had to eat right before this interview so I wouldn't lose my mind during the interview because we're going to be talking about food and I'm, I, love just, ugh, <laughs> I love what you make. So I would just be so hungry. So uh, yeah, what uh, food related, what you got? Uh, so food related, I'm just going to kind of group it all together because they are so watchable. You could just have those shows playing and not mm-hmm. really be paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, grocery games which I didn't think I would like because I didn't think I was a fan of Guy Fieri. Do you oh, know who I'm talking about? I know the, who Guy Fieri is, but I'm not aware of the show. Yeah, so so he uh, hosts a cooking show inside a grocery store set. Okay. <laughs> and so the contestants run around and get groceries from the store. So it's part uh, supermarket a, sweep, part cooking yeah, show? It, it, yeah, kind of. Oh, okay, all right. A little bit, yeah. And so they're cooking within the confines of the challenge, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always just, it's just entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that for food, Top Chef for food, mm, uh, because Top one. Chef is such a good show. Um, I'd say probably those. And then, I don't know, I think we, in the beginning, I think we were binging Survivor. So I'm actually in the process of binging that right now. Yes. And I have become infatuated with Jeff Probst. He- <laughs> that guy is fucking magical when it comes to driving a narrative in a reality show while also at the same time calling people idiots to their face. He is so good. He's so, He's so good. good. His evolution over the seasons has been really awesome because he was very boring in the very. first few seasons. We re- and- oh, didn't realize that the first season, like he wasn't around for the challenges, like because a lot of them were like traveling from one spot on the island to another. They were going through woods. So he wasn't around for the commentary. And we're like, well, this is no fun. And then he yeah. started like that second and third season like so and so is coming out of nowhere amanda's got it on this you know and it's just he's just egging him the whole time it's so great man i love it i love it i think survivor is really the foundation of my relationship <laughs> it's like food and survivor really and is that how is us that how that all started is that how it started or is that how it's going that's that yes yes and yeah. yes yes and yes <laughs> um taylor Last year, you were starting your own baking company, but now you've shifted gears and you're moving into this the, this blog. But on top of that, you're also one of my favorite actors in Chicago. Um, I know you're originally from Colorado. Yeah. Uh, how long have you lived here in the city? We were just talking about this. I think it's seven years. You've been here for seven years? Year. So I think it's six years coming on seven what was the impetus of coming to Chicago? Was it for the arts and the performance side of it for a job? Or did you come here for education and stuck around both? No, I, so I was doing a conservatory style program in Denver Mm -hmm. and I was in the program with a friend, a former friend of mine who then became my roommate when I moved here. Um, And we were just kind of ready we were just learning for a long time. So right. just, you were learning, you were doing shows within your group of people. Um, and it just wasn't the <laughs> theater in Denver's like, you know, <laughs> there are a couple of semi well-known ones and then like, not really. Right. And so I was talking about moving and I just started talking about moving to Chicago because I didn't want to move to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like New York's expensive. And uh, I had not enough money for New York, (laughs) but also New York, I just knew was going to be super competitive. And I was just unsure about where to start. 
So not New York. And then I didn't want to move to LA because I, at the time, was under the impression that LA was just for film. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't really a whole lot of theater out there. So I didn't want to move there for that. Um, Settling uh, kind of in the middle. I mean, Chicago's got a little bit of both, I think. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm so glad that we moved here. So are you, you primarily like to stick in the theater world or you, I know you do audition for film stuff, but do you have a preference on which way you lean? I love theater. I think Mm -hmm. that it's, it, this whole last year has been really challenging for me because I auditioned for film, you know, because, you know, you have an agent, you kind of have to audition for film. So you do it. I just, there's no connection for me with film, you know, you just, there's such a short period of time to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so, and you only get a couple shots. That's, that's it. it. And even if you're a series regular, you're you're following an arc, but the arc is not, it's not quite the same mm-hmm. as doing it on stage. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, it's been really hard. I think trying to, I've, I've not done a ton of stuff over Zoom because it's very challenging for me to, you can't connect with anyone. Right. You know, so you're talking to people and you're seeing people and you can, you know, look at someone and maybe have some sort of dialogue, but then you're not looking into each other's eyes. You know, you're looking (laughs) at one side of your screen. I'm looking at another side of my screen. We're reading something. It's just like, it was too much. And so I just was super disheartened. It was just really hard during the you know, the, the beginning of the pandemic, even still, we just watched Hamilton. I hadn't seen it. And uh, we watched it the other day. And it's the one that's on Disney plus the film. Yeah. Version? yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I cried the whole time and it was like, <laughs> this is a really, really good show. Also, I fucking miss theater. Miss Holy good. shit. And when it comes back, it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be like four people audiences, but only because you can, you're only allowing four people in, not because that's the only amount of people that showed up. I mean, we've all performed for like four people. So I think Will one was refreshing. I don't know. One was my tops. I remember doing a show for one person on a Sunday matinee and that was rough. It but. was, uh, yeah, I've done a show for two people and I was also sick and it mm. was a musical mm. and I had no voice. Mm. It was terrible. <laughs> I would love friend. to do that right now, though. Like I'm <laughs> right at the same time. It's like, oh, did you did you need me to get up my black turtleneck in an actor box? Let's go. I can do Please. that. We we can just do the thing. You know, it's we'll, yes. we, we'll make art. It'll be fun. Um, what was everybody? Ha- I think everybody has that one thing that kind of drew them into acting and performing. What was your one thing? Was it was it something that you did when you were very young, or did you come into it a little later in life, or what was your hook? So my grandmother is an actor and a model. And she's done. Yeah, she's beautiful. And I love her so much. She's hilarious. Um, And so uh, when I was younger, she had taken me to see theater a lot. And so the first show I ever saw was Aida. Uh And I, it was, I don't, it was just such an incredible experience to see it. And I remember getting the soundtrack and listening to that over and over and over again. And anytime I would go to a musical with her, I would always buy the soundtrack. And then that was just the thing that I would (laughs) become obsessed with. But Aida has always just been super special to me. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was there that that started. And my grandma, she occasionally still uh, (laughs) does these print ads and like little commercials. She's just like working. Really? That's amazing. She she maybe slowed down now, but definitely within like the last five years. And we went uh, gambling 
and in Colorado and at the little place where they have the buses to take you up to the the hills as uh-huh. it is called mm-hmm. um <laughs> there's a huge banner of these people like advertising for the casino and my grandma is in the middle of it that's amazing <laughs> it's that's amazing so, so we took a photo of her standing underneath her banner oh, she's oh, wonderful that's super i love cute. her so you've been here for seven years now what's been your favorite performance here in chicago So I did a show with Organic Theater Mm -hmm. um, and I played a character who was a a show called The Revolutionists um, and I played uh, the only Black character, uh, Marianne, who was a um, revolutionary from Haiti. And I remember getting the script Uh, there's just this huge breakdown that happens like she just falls apart she's sobbing she's crying and I know for me growing up with I mean like learning theater it was just like fuck the stage directions whatever Mm -hmm. you're crying but if you don't feel like crying then don't cry right um but this was more like there's not really another option like you you really have to do this there's not another way to do this and so I just remember looking at that. It was really hard. I just started seeing uh, my girlfriend. We were together for, I don't know, two, I say just, that's not really true. It was like two years. But I just remember like I was uh, really nervous about this character connecting to such a beautiful love story, connecting to the, the really heightened emotion of it. Because I just, I don't like, I just don't like crying. Mm-hmm. Not a, I'm, a, I'm a very emotional person, but I just don't like to, people to see me cry. Right. And so I just was having a tough time. And then I remember like going through it and the whole scene and I just broke down and just felt really good. You know, like that really, you your character mm-hmm. is really sad and devastated, but at the end you feel super tired and like really awesome. Just <laughs> empty and like revived yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was just that. And so every, and then I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to do it every night. And then every night I did it and I just, <sighs> always felt really good that I was connected enough to the material mm-hmm. and I bring up my my girlfriend because I just feel like in that moment I couldn't have done that work had we not been in the place that we were in our relationship which was going really well oh yeah so, yeah well, she's still around <laughs> yeah, she's whatever. <laughs> yeah. but yeah I just remember that being a really awesome place for me personally in you know just my career and the goals that I had for myself and the way that I'd grown as an actor and I felt it during that show mm-hmm. so that was just I think that's my favorite experience but now while you're here uh is also another side of you which I'm learning is you're the fucking ridiculously talented as you've kind of <laughs> shifted uh your focus uh, not necessarily away from but also into the world of cooking specifically baking mm-hmm. uh as hopefully a few of the people who listen have remembered that I used to do commercials for your tailored and crafted baking company. You started a small baking company for a short time uh, where you were baking cookies and selling cookies and they were fucking delicious. Oh my God, they were so good. Uh, But you've moved away from the baking side of things and uh, now into, you have a new blog out where you break down what you love about baking flavors, the science behind things. Was there someone or something that got you into the cooking as well? Is that something where your family big cooks or was that something you picked up later in college? So baking specifically, I used to bake cake with my dad. Mm. And so we would go get a boxed yellow cake, get mm-hmm. two things of chocolate frosting because mm-hmm. my dad would use one for the cake and then he would eat the other one. Mm, that sounds like my dad. <laughs> yep. 
And uh, so we would do that together. And that's the, the memories I have of my early childhood with my dad are sweet. They're like cake. Uh, we would go to Dairy Queen a lot. So I just have like dessert memories with him. Mm-hmm. Not just, I mean, I experienced other things with him. He's fine. <laughs> so that was it. We just, uh, just, <laughs> just lots of just cookies and then we didn't talk. That's it. Just, just leave the room. <laughs> Uh, and my grandma also, um, same grandmother does Christmas cookies every year and mm. she's, they're delicious. They could be the worst cookies on the planet, but they're my grandma's cookies and I love them and they're not, they're delicious. Um, <laughs> and so I get a bag or two of them every year. And then, um, my partner, Emily knows that she has to ask me if she wants any. So there are certain things you got to be like, well, that's a special thing to me. And it, especially if it comes down to the last one, maybe check in, you yeah. know? What about the baking over regular cooking do you enjoy? Because I know like for me, I like to cook, cook because there's no like, you can throw a little extra here. You can do a little extra here. You know, I'm going to season over here. I'm not going to use that, but I'll use this. Baking is very, very specific down to the point of like, even what's the temperature in the room that you're cooking in or what type of bowl are you using? You know, because I know sometimes metal bowls versus a porcelain bowl, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, are you more of a strict, like, I like rules and follow this instruction things? Uh, So yes and yes, because I think that those little tiny uh, variation or variants that can affect your dough or can affect uh, the way that your cake bakes, I think that shit is so cool. I think it's so (laughs) neat. So I just want to understand why that happens, because if you know why it happens, you can prevent it from happening. It's just like, I don't know. I think that shit is great. You like science of cooking. Yeah. And so I think cooking is fine. I just like... It's not that I can't cook. I can mm. assemble food. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I could put a hamburger together. So I yes. can put, like I have, uh, there are specific things that I do very well. Like I can make a great quesadilla. I can mm. do great uh, shrimp and grits with cauliflower grits. Ooh, ooh, uh, like, cauliflower grits. I've just moved good. into the world of the mashed cauliflowers instead of mashed potatoes, which are it's great. delicious, but the grits. Which is, it's essentially that. So I just boil a cauliflower with vegetable stock mm-hmm. and cream and then uh, boil it, get super tender, and then put it in a food processor, a little bit of butter, some cream cheese, and then usually some roasted vegetable. Last time it was a roasted pepper. Mm. Time before that, it was roasted corn to give it some more flavor. This is why I ate before this interview, right here, the specific <laughs> part of it so far. Yeah, um, so that good. sounds delicious. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's so interesting that baking is so precise. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in the reason behind that and how that affects the recipe. And I think that more people would feel like they could bake and wouldn't feel so intimidated by it if they understood it. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's, I mean, it can be boring. Like I don't want to read a, an essay about why I should use bread flour and not AP flour, you know, like I don't want to, but I want to, I want to understand it, but I want to understand it quickly and thoroughly. I don't want to sit and dwell on it forever. So I, as I'm going through kind of learning things, uh, myself, I it, the blog started as like five different things, but um, now I'm just trying to share what I've learned in a way that's accessible. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite thing to bake? I do a really good olive oil cake. Olive um, oil cake? I've never heard yeah. of that. So you, it's essentially a, a maybe like a vanilla cake. It's a citrus cake. So okay. um, it's usually lemon in our house because my partner loves lemon. Okay. Um, so it's that, but you replace the butter that you would normally use or the canola oil with mm. olive oil. Mm, and it just okay. kind of gives it a little bit of an earthiness 
it's really nice with the citrus. Then you put a little bit of like a whipped cream or glaze or something on top of it. Just a super simple cake. Mm. See, I'm, I'm really a nice. fan of like simple things. Like, like I, got, I love a good angel food cake with no, like no fruit or no icing or anything like that. Just a good, like a good plain pound cake. I'm also into that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but that olive oil cake sounds really good. It's very tasty. Um, what is it? What is the, 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 uh, the substitution of the olive oil do for like the sponginess uh, or the moisture? Like, does it have a big effect on the, the texture of the cake itself or? The, yeah, the cake stays pretty moist. So when you use oil instead of butter, you get a more moist cake. Um, if you have a really high sugar content, you'll have a more moist cake, which is something that I learned that I had no idea that that was the thing. Um, <laughs> Just like, oh, sugar. Yeah, let me write a blog post about sugar. So I wrote one about sugar. Um, mm. Yeah, so, but the olive oil is just really nice because it's the entire portion of fat that's in the cake is oil and oil just uh, is better for moisture. Now, Because the butter you... has a little bit more water in it. Delicious, delicious butter. Yeah, I know. Not in cake though. <laughs> Not in cake. <laughs> Fuck you, butter. Get out of my cake. Are you ever uh, in the in the process or do you think you ever be in the process of putting together a, a cookbook of any sort? Possibly, definitely in the far, far future. I want to have a little bit more time to be able to develop stuff and figure out what exactly my voice is mm-hmm. when I'm baking so that things make sense. And, you know, if you eat something, you know, that it is mine, you know, right. has a signature flavor, has a signature yeah. taste. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great to, to kind of have that idea. I, I would never have thought about that. Like I would just like, yeah, here's some recipes, but the idea of like, no, this needs to be a specific to me. So when you have it, you know, it's a tailored and crafted recipe that, and that's gotta be fun for your partner to just be like, what did you make today? <laughs> See, yeah. if we were roommates, <laughs> if I, if I was your roommate, I would, it would, I would constantly just be coming home with bags of flour and eggs and all this stuff and be like, boom, I brought home groceries. And you're like, it's just a bunch of stuff to bake with. I'm like, that's right. I need more cookies because I <laughs> yes, would, please. I love sweets. <laughs> I love cakes. I love cookies, especially. And I would just pound those. I, Cause I have a snacking problem where I just, uh-huh. we call it grazing in my family. Like the snacks just stay on the counter. So every time you go in the kitchen, you can grab a few and throw in your face. Yeah. Um, peanut M&Ms are bad for me like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure your partner is just, thrilled with this whole project <laughs> yeah she's got a, a tough job let me tell you real hard <laughs> real real babe, hard babe come try this okay yeah I, uh, I have to i just today i made bread um for i'm taking photos of it make them real pretty and put them on instagram that was something else i wanted to talk to you about too because i was looking over your website you also do all the food photography for your for your website as well too. And I was floored by that because everything that I saw there looked like a really great, like commercial stock photo, like something a professional, somebody that set up in a studio. Um, So did you have any experience in the photography uh, before this? Was that something you were interested in as well too? Or you were like, fuck it, I need to do, I don't want to pay somebody to do this for me. So I'll just learn how to do it myself. You know, I took photography as an elective in high school, (laughs) one semester, and then I was done. But then I was doing stuff. I just remember when I was doing the cookies. uh, So I was selling the cookies in December over Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I just remember doing them. And anytime I took a photo of them, it just looked like shit. And I just wanted to like send things to people. I wanted to send photos of the things that looked as good as they were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so I just listened to a couple webinars um, and then just started to adjust and have now convinced my partner that we're having a prop drawer and then probably a prop cart so oh, I can keep taking photos. 
you just build a studio and you sound <laughs> a little like me with this podcast. I was like, well, I'm just going to start this little podcast, but I am going to need to buy a bunch of stuff. Need stuff. Yeah, need things. So doing. how um how often does your blog come out? How often do you post? Right now I'm doing every other Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, which I've realized is probably not frequent enough, but I think that's the pace that I can commit to. <laughs> Taylor, where can we find this blog? The blog is at tailoredandcrafted.com, tailored, T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D, and A-N-D, crafted, <laughs> C-R-A-F-T-E-D.com, because that's my name. Also, I felt really fucking clever when I figured that out, because yes. my last name is Craft. I go by Ray for theater, but it's Craft. And really? I was like, this is genius. <laughs> That's, I, is it craft with a C or with a K? And then you've changed with a C. With a C. Oh, then you're tailored and crafted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's really good. Thank that's you. really good. See, and and now, I mean, add it to the list. It's everything else. It's acting, baking, all this writing and name. And, and, and I'm a genius. Coming up with names. So. And, you're, and you're genius when it comes to marketing. So <laughs> yeah, um, a marketing genius. Your business card is just going to be full of words yeah. that describe Someone you. hire me. God. <laughs> Somebody get this woman a job doing something right now. Anything. She can do it all. Do you need names? Uh, She's got them. Got it. Uh, um, That and the same on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest as well. That's fantastic. Uh, And I do follow you and I drool over your food all the time. I think uh, what you do is great. I think you as a person, I I really enjoy you as a person. I think you're a very, very sweet, talented person. I have enjoyed my time with you. So I, 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 I like the fact that you also make great food because I've had food by people that's really good by people who are jerks. And I'm like, but your food's good. That pisses me off. Uh, cause <laughs> you're a jerk. Like it. <laughs> so, um, I'm, yeah. So please everyone go check out, uh, this blog every Thursday comes out every other Thursday. It comes out, uh, tailoredandcrafted.com. Um, and, uh, if you ever see Taylor's name somewhere in a show, please, please go see her perform. Cause she is one of my favorite actors in Chicago. Uh, Taylor, uh, we have reached a point in the show that I call same three questions same three questions and this is where i ask all my guests the exact same three questions every single show because i like to hear what their views and thoughts are on this and it helps me understand who they are a little bit better um so these are the same three questions that i ask every single person that comes on my show so i'm ready first question taylor if you could have one superpower which would it be and why? Um, legit, probably invisibility. Okay. Because one, I'm nosy. <laughs> so I just want to know what's going on. Uh, I want to be a fly on the wall. Okay. So I'm yes, into that because I, I, I could feel that totally. Yeah, for right? sure. Uh, two, I just feel like I could probably travel if I wanted to for free because. Oh. I mean, no one can see me. Right. So. As long as you can dodge around people, like you can probably get yeah. on a train or a plane or anywhere like that. Right. That's invisibility. I like that. Um, question number two. If after you died, you were reincarnated as a sandwich, which sandwich would that be and why? I don't have anything specific, but uh, growing up, my dad and I used to make sandwiches on potato bread. Mm, I love potato bread. It's so good. So good. It's so good for a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Uh, Potato bread. I just remember that mayo, a little bit of mayo. Mm -hmm. Not a huge fan now, but it was good on the sandwich. Mm -hmm. Um, Tomatoes, lettuce, Mm -hmm. 
some kind of meat, I guess. I don't eat a whole lot of meat, but maybe like a uh, fake bacon. Lots of texture, you know. Texture. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I like the crispies, then you get a little the crunchy, then you get a little uh, the like wet from the tomato. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you call that sandwich? Uh the Taylor Ray crispy crunchy? The <laughs> the crispy crunchy wet <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> Final question, number three. Hey, Taylor, blue or green? Okay, I know how this works. <clears throat> I'm going to say green, and you're going to tell me that I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm going to say, ooh, I'm so sorry. The answer was blue. The answer <sighs> Whatever. And most of the people uh, on the show chose blue, and I just don't understand that. So, What are you talking about? Blue is the best color ever. No, it's not. It's green. You have, uh, you're drinking too much white wine over there. So you slugging okay. out of that bottle and you have lost your mind. Green's my favorite. So no, blue's no better than green. So it's okay. This has so, been terrible. So glad you came on the show. <laughs> Taylor, I actually very much am glad you came on the show. Uh, it is great to see your face. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, congratulations on the new venture and the blog. I hope that really takes off for you. Please go see her at Tailored and Crafted. Um, if you ever see of her offering food again, please jump on that because she really does some really great stuff. And if you see her anywhere in a show or if you follow her on Facebook or Instagram or any of that stuff and she's like, I'm doing a show, fucking get the tickets. Go see the show because all of it's going to be worth it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming to hang out with me. Thank it's good you to for see having you. me. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Taylor Ray is wonderful and I think she's a great person. That's my song about Taylor Ray. Go check out her website, tailoredandcrafted.com, to keep up with her blog because she's got some great shit going on there. And keep an eye out. Theater's coming back. She's probably going to do some shows again. You should go see her perform. Check out Taylor Ray. Yeah. Well, that about does it for this episode. As always, a huge thank you to my dear friend, Mr. Jason Moody, for this kick-ass theme song, and my dear friend, Corbett Pasco for our three-question stinger. Be sure to rate and review us so we can get the word out so we can keep cruising on this train we call podcasting. Join us next episode when we sit down with a new guest and we ask them that burning question. Who the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.